Although uh, it has been requested, it will never be on my shop. But if you're really hungry, <laughs> I don't know how to say this without making it sound really horrible. If you really want a sim body pillow and that's important to you, there's a possibility that if Armored Cell works with me on this, that maybe one <laughs> lucky, <laughs> I don't know, uh, uh, hopeful person can potentially earn it through a giveaway and i cringe saying that out loud daedalus i'm saying this knowing how it feels inside okay i'm doing this for you all because there are people that want it i don't want it but maybe it'll incentivize them to give to charity if they want it bad enough Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. So let's welcome back your Ashen Herald, Daedalus, who's got like a really weird half naked dude behind him. We're going to talk about it's a gin, dude. Seriously. I mean, I thought this was a Dark Overlord stream, but apparently we mm. have somebody that's fronting. Front end. Don't be front end. What about what about <laughs> you? Uh welcome back, uh, our our cult-esque guy who seems really happy about what's been going on. Also, you seem to have evolved. Is that corruption? What's going on, Armored Cell? I'm embracing it. I'm I'm embracing it. That stream. Oh my god. <laughs> I am ready. If anyone was in the uh, Ashes dis discussion in our um, in, our, in the in the uh, Discord, yeah, my God, I, I put the three links uh, clips in there. Yeah, you you got to see them. Yeah. Oh my God, I am ready. Mm, yeah, you're a little overly excited for the fact that like you're clutching onto them like uh, scraps of uh, hope. That oh, um, these aren't scraps. These are these are chunks. These are like yeah, diamonds. they're meaty. They're they're thick and meaty for sure. Just the way you like your corruption, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Getting a little disturbing up. No, here, no, no. Yeah. These guys were like going on about how it's not dark enough in my room. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Okay, it's not that I want it to be dark in the room. The thing is, is that the time of day created the environment that was such, and today it just is not that way. You know, I know what's going to happen by the end of the stream. Oh, the corruption is going to set in, and it's going to get darker in the room. Don't don't See, be just, just like this story. I, okay, now I get the symmetry because no. at first I was no. a little disoriented. Uh, and so some, now now I'm getting it. Some just call that Dude, nightfall, Daedalus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> darkness falls. <laughs> Which is a great movie room. if you haven't seen it about the Two Fairy. Do you ever see that one? Mm, it's a good movie. It's 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 still good and holds up. Hey everybody, before we dig in. Got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast, AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, um, a shout out to all of you all, the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch and over on YouTube. Thank you so much for uh, keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Um, speaking of week, we got a hell of a week coming up. Uh, on Friday, I will be joining Chibi Bree and Richie uh, to do a roundtable discussion with the Intrepid Studios team. Uh, Steven Sharif will be there and be answering questions. We put together what I believe to be a really good uh, really good set of questions that I don't think anybody here is going to be disappointed in because they are absolutely hitting on the questions that uh, we've been trying to get the devs to answer on for a while, right? Um, so, uh, you know, 
despite of what others might think, you know, we aren't just the lore podcast. We actually like to talk about theory crafting and a lot of other things as well. Although lore is a heavy component to that. Um, we've, I've hit on some of the things that I've seen you all. We've, we've revisited more times than I can count on streams here talking about ashes of creation or things of that nature. Um, but today we're going to be specifically talking about seething corruption, which we saw in the last developer live stream. So why don't I go ahead and just show off a little bit of that tasty video footage for you all to watch while we're chatting about it. Um, we've got the developer outline that is here. Uh, thanks to our good old beloved Skylark, the botanist man, give him a shout out anytime you see him because he is doing us a hell of a solid every month like clockwork making sure that we get these. So when you see those outlines, I do a little bit of the formatting. I add it to the side. I throw the video up there, but like 99.99% of the work is him every single time. Right. Um, so we got to give him love because that's, he's doing the community. He's doing the HQ. He's doing an, even our, our small community here, a hell of a service and doing that. Um, and some people might be wondering too, how long have I known that we were going to be doing this upcoming dev thing with intrepid? months last year actually believe it or not so yeah there were months and months and months it's at least six months i've known right so it's just been a matter of timing for them and so it's going to be interesting um like i said i think y'all are going to be very happy with the questions at least we've formulated here i i came up with some of the ones i know that you all been wanting to know i came up with some that relate to lore uh i even had daedalus and armored cell here come up with some that i'm pretty excited to hear i think they're really good questions and uh it, we're we're gonna put them at least in a little bit of the yeah uh, magisto that one's on there actually yes that's that was one of mine because it's been a discussion point that's been revisited many times over. And we still, after about a couple years or maybe even more, not really got an answer, even though we said it was coming soon. So that one's on there um, along with several others. So I'm hoping that we'll get a, you know, a solid answer on that, or at least an idea of when the heck they're going to give us an answer because the community has been waiting on that one for quite some time. Um, but anyway, with that one, yeah, we're hitting them with some tough ones. And if they're not intended to get them to either answer the ones that are being, you know, asked, or aren't getting answers to the ones that are being asked. If they're not those, they're also ones that are kind of to, well, to bait, <laughs> to bait them on lore and <laughs> get a little bit of details, yep. hopefully, hopefully answered. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see you there on Friday. I think it's 11 a.m. Pacific, which is, uh, what, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern on Friday, the which will be 7th April. Yeah. There you go. So in chat, development outline is there. Feel free to follow us along today. Um, I guess, gentlemen, there were some things that we we definitely got feedback on. And I'm, I'm going to veer completely away from my traditional go check out our podcast, give us reviews. Y'all are either going to do it or you're not. So you know where those are at on our Twitter. Um, but gentlemen, catching up with the cast why don't you just give me your feedback how the hell do you think they've done on this one were you happy with it were you want to see some things maybe related to keeping in mind this is uh this is what they said they were going to show us this month so jump like, on in there personally yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised because i wasn't expecting much from the stream um in the sense of like a lot of information you know i it felt like the way they sold it was a very lore-focused stream. We definitely got lore, but we also got a lot of 
more detail than I thought was going to happen with the story arc stream, like the demo of how the events work, um, just like that level of detail. Obviously, we got a, a mini dungeon crawl. We didn't get like the whole thing. It was more like the open area stuff, but at least we still got that. Um, and so, I mean, I, I think that was good. I think the art, as usual, hit the mark for me. I mean, I'm just continue every time I see like all the different types of races, I'm like, how the hell am I going to choose? It changes like every time they show new art. Um, those are like my main takeaways. I think there's a couple more that I was curious about, um, but we can kind of hit those up later um, as we get into it. Armored Cell, what about you, man? I was muted. <laughs> you mute yourself. Try not to oh, click clack on. Yeah, go ahead. Um, all right. Well, dungeon wise, unfortunately, I was hoping a little bit more. I was hoping maybe even like the talk, like even go down and see the um, the the, the uh, that big beast that was down there. I forget his name. The um, the, the golem, the the, the golem, golem thing, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was hoping I'd at least see that. Maybe uh, get up. Yeah, there were two of them. Something a bit more meaty. Um, yeah. I did appreciate seeing. Uh, um, the mechanics of how well, how the changes work, and that like even the bridges that are moving, like the the blood that starts flowing, like all these things that change in the environment that makes it feel alive, that that really hit good for me. Um, but obviously, me personally, the best goddamn thing is the fact that Stephen himself said corruption isn't necessarily all bad. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, oh, Armored Cell's going to freaking... There's a word I, I mean, can't really that's use. Not a, that's not a fucking yeah. a diamond that I don't know what is. Yeah, we were live doing the watch party here, and uh, when I when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, Armored Cell's got to be so happy right now. And then your question, too, you asked... The question got asked. You, they, they answered yes, your question. I, I was like not really the best answer for you because it kind of right. it, it was like, it was like right. that doesn't really bode well for what armored cells like hopes and dreams would lead him to want. However, it, he still gave you some breadcrumbs and gave you a lifeline in regard yeah. to the, you know, not all corruption's bad. I was like, Oh, I, I don't know. There yeah. was that. And there was like, Oh, well, Hey, if you ascend to a certain rank Saw in that. your religion, you get special powers. Yeah. So I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Armored Cell was like, yes. <laughs> I, I was hoping, so I was hoping a little bit of the Avatar, but like, it's, so I was trying to confirm what we did last stream. And like, <laughs> maybe that's a, maybe that's a yes. case, but like, we can't be right about everything. But at the same time, like, we, I got something that was right and something that was wrong, so it sort of evens out. But the fact I got asked twice, and like, people need to ask more unique questions and not actually answer. I know. Answer it. I know that's the thing is, is like, you know, we, we don't we've never been ones to ask generic questions anytime we've had him on. We never have. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we, that's one of the things I, I pride ourselves on here um, is that we we ask some pretty what I believe to be interesting and unique questions. They're not the same cookie cutter things we've heard before. Um, and they may not be what all of the people all of everyone wants because well you don't you can't fit everyone else's shit in also 
I'm the one that got invited on. So I'm going to ask the ones that are relevant to people in the community here, right? Or the, the greater ones that predominantly I see over and over and over and over and over that still aren't getting an answer. And the cosmetics is a great example of ones that are like that. Um, there's, I mean, I, it's, it's pretty evolved. Like I'm, I'm just saying this might be, in my opinion, some of the more involved, I'm, I'm sticking it to them. Let's just put it that way. This isn't going to be an all feels good stream. It's not going to be a mean one either, but it's a, it's a hundred percent advocating, advocating for the people in the community and what they've been trying to get answers around for a long time. Um, also selfishly, some of the things that we ourselves have been trying to, to get a better understanding of both from like a narrative perspective, but also like a systems perspective in regard to things that kept popped up around combat system, um, things like that. These are the things that have been at least from my perspective and ours, these two being here on, on the, uh, the round table today. Um, and I would even say yours because a lot of the questions that are there also, because I've seen you all talking you and chat, you, the ones that are on YouTube, the ones that are here for the podcast regularly that jump on the streams whenever I'm chatting ashes or even when I'm just doing normal stuff, but we're chatting ashes anyway. These are the things that have predominantly been sort of just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting to be answered. Um, or we just have wanted clarification on for quite a while. So I'm hopeful that in asking them, we'll not only get some answers or at least better answers for the community, but also potentially bait Steven to leak. Cause I loved, I love there's, there's hope everybody you see, because during the live stream, uh, Margaret was like, you know, Steven doesn't ask, look at the review, the questions it's really for her. So Steven doesn't really review the questions, which means, and why you all can see that we've been able to get away previously getting him to sort of like veer down rabbit holes for us. Um, so here's the yeah, open we have I love that. how he said, I like answering off the cuff. I'm like, so do so we, do we. we <laughs> like you answering off the cuff, Steven. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to announce something. Uh, I'm going to be doing a charity event on April 27th. Um, possibly might be getting a front page opportunity on Twitch um, from the event itself. No promises. Hopefully it'll happen. Um, but just wanted to put it out there. It's going to be for pancreatic cancer on April 27th. I believe I'm starting around 1 PM central. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's 1 PM, um, central. Um, I'll be posting more details around that in the future. Pancreatic cancer is one of the, the deadliest cancers that's out there. Um, and it's unfortunately, from a statistical standpoint, it's one of the underfunded ones too. Um, whether that's because it's, it's, you know, not as easy to treat and, you know, people don't survive it as, as much or, or what, I just felt like it was a good thing to do as we are kind of getting closer to the middle of the year, because we, we do our regular thing at the end of next year. It's not going to be a 20 or it's not even 48 hours. It's probably gonna be like a six hour, but I am going to put this out there for the people that care about my fantasy world, the book I'm writing, or it's written actually the one I'm editing at this time, rather, I should say, um, if you're curious about some of that stuff and you want to, you want to see me give some tasty details around that and giveaways and a bunch of other fun shenanigans. Um, I'm going to be putting together a whole list of things um, that'll happen that could be unlocked by uh, our contributions. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can raise a, a thousand. I'm not super insanely ambitious. We'll see if we can. There'll be some really cool things to give away um, and, and that I'm going to be giving away, right, uh, as part of my contribution to uh, the charity. So if you, if you want to show some love, uh, you want to say fuck cancer and be there to help 
stick it to cancer and hopefully make a difference in, in whatever way you can, uh, it would be greatly appreciated. So I'm just going to put that out there. I'll probably remind people uh, more frequently, the closer we get, but, uh, yeah. So we got our questions. Is, Go ahead. Is one of the giveaways a, um, a Samoog, uh, body pillow or? No, it's not. I'm sorry. No? Although, <laughs> although if you want to send no, to me, Oh God, this makes me crazy. I was going to say something. I'm like, no, I, I better save that one. <laughs> Although uh, it has been requested, it will never be on my shop. But if you're really hungry, <laughs> I don't know how to say this without making it sound really horrible. If you really want a sim body pillow and that's important to you, there's a possibility that if Armored Cell works with me on this, that maybe one... <laughs> lucky <laughs> i don't know uh uh hopeful person can potentially earn it through a giveaway and i cringe saying that out loud daedalus i'm saying this knowing how it feels inside okay i'm doing this for you all because there are people that want it i don't want it but maybe it'll incentivize them to give to charity if they want it bad enough right i, maybe just, I just love the cringe i love the cringe Oh, it's going to be bad if that actually happens and I give that away to you. I feel like I'm going to need a shower after this stream. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that often as well, but I can't confirm why or why not. Homies, let's talk about the developer stream, right? The Q&A stuff, we're going to polish it tonight, getting it over to them. They gave me a deadline on Monday. Uh, I wanted to make sure we, we, we... we did good on this and uh, I have every intention of us doing as good as we can. So um, let's jump right on in here. Okay. Um, It was good to see some of the other developers there. Um, I'm with Armored Cell. I there were two the, the golem creatures were on the left and the right side of the bridge. If you paid attention, they didn't get up, they didn't go ham, they didn't awaken. Um, but did you all notice there was blood magic being used there by the NPCs? I sure did. There was like a spectral the spectral wolves, which were like blood wolves, and then there were like these cultists that were there that looked a lot like Armored Cell does right now, actually. Minus shirts and pants, I think, but we'll save that for the people that want to watch the stream here. Um, and oh, I, I, you know what? One of the questions for me was I actually put on there you keep bringing up milestones. You know how much I want them to give us, like, not dates, just what are the goalposts, i.e., the milestones you keep mentioning and bringing up? Because they <laughs> talked about passing a, a milestone again. I'm like, well, what the fuck are the milestones? I don't, I am not asking for dates, but yeah. If maybe you could just go, these are the milestones that we have. And then when you go, we knocked out four, people can kind of track that. Yeah. Also, they actually kind of gave us a not tangible day, but they did give us an estimation of our altitude, didn't they? Didn't expect yeah. that. But I did yeah. predict it. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is that there's there's a couple of points. Like, one, I think they did talk uh, when they were saying they were going to talk about the milestones and what they accomplished and what's next. I mean, it was still kind of info light. I wanted a little more there because it was like very general. And then, oh yeah, Unreal 5.11. Okay, which was kind of obvious because they said they were going to do that. So um, the other thing that I maybe wanted to point out was a little bit more about Steven and how he runs his show, which actually, again, gave me hope for like how things are going and how faithful they are to making sure they have a good attention to detail. Did you notice when he was introducing some of the developers, he talked about one developer in particular and what quests yep. she had created for Alpha One. It was Amy, right? And, and the, Amy, the shock and awe in that person to say, wow, you remember that? That was cool. Yeah, that's how 
how attention to detail Steven is. So I just wish they would bring that into the milestones a little bit more. And like you said, publish something to say, hey, and even if it's not like the entire thing is just saying, here's our current milestones. Right. I don't even need to know like what's happening next after that. I would be okay with saying, here's what we're currently working on. Like you said, no time frame, no like, dates, yeah. no commitment. It could take, you know, whatever. And then the next time that again, that could be a great thing if they're looking at what the the updates that we were supposed to get with a you know a developer a creative director's newsletter. Right. That would be a great way to say, hey, here's the milestones, here's what we're working on, here's the progress mm -hmm. we made from the last time. You know, I mean, that's a great bit of content. Yeah, and you're never you're you're never promising a date, but you're but people are knowing where you're at. And I think that look, I, I don't need a date. Like, would it be nice if it was this year we jumped into Alpha 2? Which to be fair, he said we expect people will be getting into Alpha 2 or doing testing of Alpha 2. And so and and I noticed people saying, but you said when we went to Alpha 2 that you weren't gonna do this thing. No, they've always done testing like this. They've always done PI and then the next level of backer that is leading up to that date. That's how they stress test it, right? So that's yeah. not like uh, them reverting backwards on what they've said. And I've actually seen a few people going, but they said we get Alpha 2, there wouldn't be any of this stuff. No, they didn't. And they've always done it this way. It's the same shit that they've been doing since goddamn 20, 2017, since I've been doing Alpha 0. Like, so I'm not white knighting. And apparently I'm being called that because I guess I like to rely on the facts, which sometimes are positive reflections for intrepid and don't allow people to just like you know try to like trash them without there being any merit like sorry it's not star citizen sorry it's not camelon unchained i know you all aren't getting what you want when you want but that doesn't mean yeah anyway so the reality is is that people aren't getting what they want sure it's not with this year i kind of early on early on and he said internal testing, not spot testing. Yeah, but internal, yeah, they're they're in internal now. The spot testing. Yeah. And sometimes what they've considered internal testing, they've actually included us in on just saying I've been there. Yeah. And they considered it internal test. They would say we did an internal test this weekend. And FYI, some of us were there. I could talk about it now, but at the time I couldn't say that we were there. Right. They utilize a lot of their actual, you know, PI and their alpha alpha pl players, man. They did it in APOC, too. They shared it, but they didn't show the footage. They talked about what they did. And I was sitting here watching. I'm like, and I can't say I was there. And I know because it would have been breaking NDA. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense, right? They're not going to open the yeah. floodgates to every alpha two to test a game before. before right. Sorry, alpha two before it's out. They'll do PI. Alpha Zero yep. and Alpha One and Alpha Two because they're not going to release to a hundred thousand people and break the ser server before it's like they need to slowly introduce the people and then be like okay it's ready to be launched and then we're going to launch it properly. Yeah, yeah. I think and I think too like the the reality is is like the internal and the like spot testing. Y'all got to understand something, right? You're thinking internal means that they don't include any of the backer people, but that's not true. Like. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. They're doing internal testing now. It just so happens that, you know, well, I guess if I was probably part of it and there was an NDA, I wouldn't be able to talk about it anyway, right? <laughs> but Yeah, I was about to say that. 
Because again, once P2 yeah. goes to the public yeah. per se, right? There's no NDA. No. However, spot testing for PI yeah. is NDA. So Ooh, I know. feel like the reason why they did it that way is so they can kind of get like those major kinks out. I mean, they'll do a, obviously they'll do their own internal testing and figure out some yeah. things, but there's some things players are just going to find. Yeah. Right? More like just with the higher volume of people just in there and things are going to come out too. Like way back when, when they had that whole like network thing that they had to like stop and reset with, right. It was because mm. they threw a lot of people in there and said, Hey, we found some things that we need to really address if we want to really scale this. So, yeah. But, but the thing I will reflect on too, and what I said about their internal and their spot testing and all that stuff, like, Real talk, though, it is a fair statement to say that they've been kind of like confusing on what they consider what type of testing more than once in the past. OK, I mean, you remember when they were going from like APOC and it was like, man, they, were, they had some weird terminology. It was like alpha one phase one. And then it was yeah. going to be like alpha one phase two. I was like, oh, that confused so many people. And then they would do like internal and spot testing and people are going, oh, so it means this. or so it means that I'm like, they've, they've no, it didn't mean exactly what people thought it meant at the time, but there wasn't any way to really clarify it outside of the studio clarifying it. And, um, but, but, but to kind of reel it back in and talk about te the testing and all that stuff, if they're saying end of the year and they're even talking about that, that that already is pretty clearly meaning they're planning on like getting to a place where they're they're doing some pretty serious testing. Um, I didn't say like they wouldn't like say any dates. No, and that does not mean alpha two. That is not going to no. mean alpha two. They're they're going to give you a tangible date when it's alpha two. The the other thing I wanted to say too is like this does kind of confirm what my suspicion was around the end of last year, right. Or early this year, even I was like, I just have a feeling cause basing it off of what I see from intrepid, I usually am just going with my gut based on what is there and what isn't able to sort of like make a pretty good prediction. My, my alpha one predictions were pretty solid because of that. And uh, whenever I kind of saw that, like we weren't seeing certain things that you know, like the character creator, right? People, I was expecting people would be in there playing with it last year. That never even happened. That was one of multiple things that for me kind of had me go, you know, I don't, I don't know if we're, we're going to see alpha two in in quarter two of this 2023. And, you know, we went into the year. I was like, I feel like maybe closer to the end of the year now. So when he's saying this, I, it still is like, it's good to know that like, I'm kind of estimating, right. But that also doesn't mean we're going to even get to Alpha 2 this year. It means Alpha 2 is probably not going to be early next year at the best now. But we, I, at this point, I don't feel like I've, I myself have seen enough to feel confident that that would even be the case for sure. So what does that mean? It's going to be a minute probably, y'all. Okay. It, it's real talk going to be a minute. And they even said that on the stream. So. You know, I was glad that he they said that, though. I, I'm glad that like I was glad to see Steven say also that I made some missteps when we were going around doing testing early on and stuff like I thought it was good to hear him own that. Like, I, you know, it's not like it's an expectation I would have of him, but um, I think it's good for transparency's sake. Um, 
also for transparency's sake, how they answer our questions specifically. Um, because I brought up, I think I brought up transparency like two times in the questions coming up. So, mm. you know, I kind of set that there. I was like, in, in sort of like respect and honor of this transparent development, maybe we can, you know, add a little bit of extra transparency around some of these things that are there right now. Um, for yeah. example, what the fuck do milestones mean? What are they? Can we see them? Can we get maybe a little more detail around them? Um, I, I also thought it was good to see uh, the the Carfin preview. Now, if you've been watching our live stream here today, uh, and if you aren't catching these live, I encourage you to do it. Um, love you over on YouTube. Love you if you listen to the audio, but you, you just don't get the full um showcase of what this podcast is all about and if you've been watching now you got to see this is about as far as we're going to get into the tower of carfin right they talked about the lore a good bit um they talked about the moon phases they elaborated on who the statues were and when we just got in here i was like what what a fucking tease man they teased us so hard they walked right in to the tower Fought some of these mimic-like looking creatures that definitely are a little different. Enjoy the D&D tabletop perspective references here, though. Um, and and even talking about, like, this blood and the, the blood curse. And you see, like, coagulations and this blood mist in here. I'm like, dude, this could be Dracula's castle easily. But even the web-like sort of, like tendrils yeah that are like sort of branching up off the ground onto the onto the building on the inside it's like tissue man it's gross it's like pretty pretty nasty stuff um what were your thoughts about what they did share in terms of like lore references and uh we could even say around how the cordyceps are this in chat uh yeah we could even say what were some of your your perspectives around like what they shared about the 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 teachers the the heads of the the of the tower of carfin the school of the magic there um or even some of the things that they they hinted at but didn't uh elaborate on too much for example how this idea of carfin and the event that is carfin which we saw pop off and the the environment changes. They, they walked in. Um, yeah. How that's going to have an impact on the service server narrative, or as they said, they call it the canonic versions from server to server. Well, I'm going to say this about this dream, like, especially like the Carfin preview, it was definitely, I like, I joke about it, but it, yeah. it was so true. It was totally a just a tip stream. I mean, it was a big, tease like really big tease like you got to the end of it you're like yes we're going inside we're going inside and then no just denied but uh but like joking aside i mean i love the lore for the different teachers and i i i was actually really curious about the one teacher like before they mentioned anything about like any of the characters like the statue where it was like the person was half there i'm like what's up with that and then i'm like teleportation accident i was like wow that was like right so it was so cool because if she's like half materialized out i'm like yeah that's brutal yeah where's she at then because it doesn't sound like she's dead either 
And yeah, right. they and they teased about that too because they said, yeah, she's not really dead or something she like come something like that. And then the guy was like, you know, hint, hint or something like that. I'm like, oh snap, we're gonna see that. <laughs> Yeah, but we one other comment I wanted to make though, really quick. Sorry to interrupt. Sim. You're good, you're good. One other comment I wanted to make about their alphas is they are beefier than alphas that I've experienced in the past. So I can understand them taking some more time for it. I mean, I just look at my reference point in alpha one, that was pretty meaty, even though you mm. only got to level 10, there was a lot of content there, even though it wasn't a content test. Uh, and and they had what like a month for that, and it felt like they had a lot of things in there that I wouldn't expect to even see in an alpha. Um, so I expect alpha two. The reason why it's taking some time is they're they're wanting to get it to a point, and I think Stephen talked about this. Is there certain thing like core things that need to be as part of their MVP, right? Minimum viable product. Yeah. Um, and so hitting those it's not going to be perfect right and i i like that approach as well right that it's not going to be perfect but it is they're going to need certain goalposts they need to hit before it opens up and then they're going to build over time and i think they said that same thing about even the release too which also gives me confidence when we start talking about these major systems that they have talked about over time is are they going to fit all this in well yeah they're not going to fit everything in for launch Right. There's certain things they've committed to for launch, but not everything. Um, and that also gives me confidence that they're taking the right approach to that and also like new tech. Right. Which I think that was an, that was kind of where people were kind of drawing or at mm -hmm. least trying to draw Star Citizen parallels where mm -hmm. like, you know, Chris Roberts sees new technology like every like, you know, two oh, months and is like has to put it in his game. I do like the fact that they're not going that route and they're right. being very thoughtful and i liked also that they said you know we're not going to go with every unreal re release but we don't have a stopping point now mm -hmm. and i think that's smart considering how quickly epic yeah. is coming out with some really good stuff that yeah. helps optimize mm -hmm. yeah. 5.2 remember the lighting effects on the vehicle that they showed off we looked yeah. at that last, I think last Sunday after the podcast here. Um, dude, I mean, I look, I'm confident they're going to do 5.2. It's just a matter of like, I think more than likely they're going to go with the newest version that's like got the biggest updates that are going to benefit the game, probably mm -hmm. closest to launch more than likely. And then after that, they're, it's probably going to be like we got to tap out because you're not going to really be able to continue updating without having to like, probably make some pretty big adjustments to the game and then that can be a problem with like continuing to develop content resolve bugs etc that you're already working on in a live game anyway so it totally makes sense but uh armored cell do you have some thoughts i, I know i kind of jumped in there yeah i've got what well, your question was before <laughs> we, we went on a little bit of a tangent um we did we did uh but yeah but talking about we were talking too about the the, the character the um uh, what was her name the one that basically went and did some did some like teleporting Jenica? and yeah, yeah yeah did some teleporting and kind of didn't ever really fully come back like what the fuck dude yeah that that so she really invested into that point where she they didn't say she died but she teleported to somewhere else and didn't come back didn't come back or couldn't come back one of the two yeah so uh huh other thing for you to think one. about armored cell too because this yeah. was the other part that I forgot about um is going to be also 
keeping in mind that they talked about the difference from server to server with the canonical perspective yeah. of how things. So there's that one too. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so the whole can like the whole like canon um, quest lines that um, decide how the server is going to react and the, those quests that can't be redone. That that brings a lot of questions in itself because like now I'm thinking like this. I was talking to you guys before the stream. I was just like. How does this work for expansions? How does this work for DLCs? Like, if if there's a forks in the road, do they come back to the center, or is it going to be still to the left and right? But how does that affect if the DLC is on the far right or far left? How does that affect that? That was that's like a major thing for me. But the fact that there is a canonized uh, canonized quest lines, I mm-hmm. do really like a lot. Um, I anything that adds like history and story to the server is like this makes the world feel so much more living and that's why i'm really really loving that um but they did mention that the the person who um the person the person who did the like at the top of the tower the i keep forgetting her name the the uh, that's the one lamont yep um she's not the only boss that you converse you've got a choice there's two So she, and she wasn't actually she wasn't actually aware of the repercussions of what she's going to be doing. Like this is a large last ditch effort to halt the advance of the harbingers to the portal that they were creating, as I said, they were creating. So it was at that point. So my whole thing is, if she's not, if, if you choose not to verse her, who is the other? Who is the other antagonist? But right. that, that's that's an open door, right? So yes, mm-hmm. we got one boss, but not the second boss. So and where? How could that, do you go up and down, or is it like, do you go up there, talk to him, be like, hey, we can save you, but then someone else comes along, and is like, no, you're not going to save her because we don't want that. Because like, she, it sounds like she's almost like a victim of her own making. It like she's she tried to do a noble thing. And now she's stuck in this realm of life and death where she's causing all this uh, havoc. You know, what What else I noticed, too, when, they, when the event popped off and at the very top, I could actually see the, the like, red sort of, like, it was, like, almost like an explosion of, like, blood or essence or something. It was, like, this poof of, like, blood that exploded at the top of the tower. Remember in the very beginning last year when we saw the Riverlands environment and we saw the tower in the back and the whole I want to play meme that you all love so much. Yeah. yeah. And then you remember how I was like, dude, what if the top is open and the boss is like legit just looking down over the world? And when that thing popped off and you could see the top, I was like, oh my God, the top is fucking open, dude. I think the top got blown off or whatever. Dude, it's going to be like Ice Crown Citadel when you get to the top of there, dude, I bet. What do you want to bet? bet there's mechanics that toss your happy ass off if you're not careful? Oh, I hope so. Oh, I hope so, dude. That'll make that world, that open world dungeon so interesting. See bodies yeah. flung off the top and they like land by you as you're yeah, like. Just, just imagine going in with your party, right? Yeah. And just seeing fools just be tossed off the side and just like die in front of you. It was like, yep. oh, this, this just got real. Oh, we didn't so watch was, the, was the top open, was it? 
it looked like it dude because it was like it wasn't enclosed because, because like when i looked at the top and the thing exploded the mist was like at the top of the center but there was like this shard looking aspect to it that was like sharp on one side and it looked okay. like it was open and also what was the top it was an observatory right yeah so who knows? It could have been open to begin with, but I was like, dude, it looked open to me. I still don't know for sure because we won't know until we're there, but it looked much more likely that the top could be open and they could just literally be up there. Oh, I'm hoping it is, dude, because you know if it is, that's going to be fun as shit. So question, if you have a flying yeah. mount, can you bypass all that then if you can just fly to the top? Right, but but here's the catch, right? You would need a full group. And oh, ain't no, no group no. mount getting you up there. So even if you could, you'd get killed because you'd probably you who knows, you'd probably get aggroed while you're above if you're within the certain range and then right. get dismounted yeah. and fall to your death too. God, I hope yeah. so. If they make this open top and the bots can aggro things that are in the air, like gliding mounts, things like that. Because I imagine someone trying to like glide down, there's probably not going to be a point high enough since it's Riverlands. But can you imagine people trying to, and like there's like an anti, <laughs> like it was an anti uh, uh, aerial sort of anti flying sort of zone or whatever to where you just get like zapped and just get like, oh, and you fall, you're dead. <laughs> That'd be so good. God, I, I know the so. start of that event looks like there was definitely some explosive things happening, man. Because yep. it uh like exploded with corruption and then all of a sudden, you know, it started working its way throughout the land. Look when at, you look at the tower, like for that first yeah, part, yeah, Armitel, look right at it. Now. There you go. Right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah, it look yeah. open? Yeah, it does. Watch when the blood goes poof. It almost looks like it's inside on the top and not see that. You'll see it. In a second. Oh, yeah. Do you see that? I was like, dude. Yeah. And then it comes like flowing out over it almost. Yeah. I feel like it's maybe open. God, I hope so, dude, because that would be <laughs> so good. Also, I don't think we have unknown lay it levels. It sounds like the levels in the description from the D&D uh, or Pathfinder campaign, rather, looks like that actually is how many levels we're probably looking at as I'm, I'm yeah. staring at it. I, I can't remember if you did, but someone did say that that was, um, that was in the that live stream of um, like each floor, and floor, those floors might be very similar to the dungeon, and I was meant to go back and look, and I still haven't done that yet, but... Oh, iPads and chat was like, unless there's like summoner mage spell to teleport people. Oh my God. What if, what if, Ooh, man, what if that instructor's like a, a like a, another one of the dynamics? Cause what if it's not just Laurie Lamont? What if it's like, she's the main boss, but like some of these others maybe got corrupted too. Like maybe Ooh. the one who tell like got teleport and got lost, came back and then got subjected to this blood magic. And now is like a, Sort of second, dude. There's all kinds of possibilities, man. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking honestly, like almost the opposite is like yeah. she escaped the corruption, but now she's come back and she's gonna aid you to like Ooh. cleanse the tower. God, that'd be sick. I dude. mean, there's like you said, there's so many ways this can go. Yeah, and I just love the depth. And actually, I mean, I know not everyone has this had this option, like a Kickstarter. But the level of detail they've gone through, like with the statues, makes me really excited for that tier that does get their own statue in the world. Like how much care they're going to take in making sure that that's like something that's mm -hmm. memorable versus the standard generic crap you see in every like 
you know, nearly every game, right? There's definitely some developers that take more care, but the fact that they're like the level of detail they're going to just even with these statues, yeah, they their art team is like stellar. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't make me think right. So if if Lamont is a let's say she's good but she's an evil thing, maybe just the opposite person is a see what he just did there. You see what he, what he just did there? So subtly, he's just like, she's good, but did an evil thing. He's like already immediately excusing her and making her into a, a fucking hero. Right as he prefaces this. Unbelievable. She, I even said so. She, she was trying <laughs> to help the harbages from, from um, attacking. Aww. She was oh doing a noble thing that she don't, don't you, don't you betray her. She, she did a noble thing. She did a very noble thing. But now she's, she's a hero. Her. We're not going to kill her. Like, like who would it be a counterpart? She did. Okay. If she was a good person doing, did a bad thing by accident. Maybe there's a good person doing a bad thing. Oh, sorry, a bad person doing a good thing by accident. So, like, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think out what, what the counterpoint would that be. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's possible because, I mean, you got to think too, right? Uh, when we talked about in, our, in last month, we talked about the answer to who is it that was talking to her. We realized well, it wasn't King Atrax talking to her. It was actually the same ancient that led King Atrax to do something. He he thought he was just figuring out the way of immortality, utilizing these relics, et cetera, et cetera. Like how much did he know? He didn't know he was going to become a lich like that. Yeah. He, he had no clue once he became a lich how much of that impact what are his decisions were i mean if it's the same and it is the same voice to talk to laria lamont well clearly she in a desperate moment was doing what she thought could be helpful and obviously had no idea what what she was going to be in for because of course she didn't know blood the guy that got that, that was was sacrificed I did it purposefully. Like I'm sure they all were under this like assumption that what they were doing was probably going to be noble and help people and save people. But the reality was it catalyzed this blood magic, blood plague, undeath that now, I mean, seeped into the very world itself, into the very land. And as they even showed in a live stream, as they talked about that water, they didn't want to get it. The devs were going in the cleric showcase, didn't want to cross into the water, right? Because of it was dangerous. And the lore around that is that the land was polluted with this with this blood undeath, that it even seeped into the water and rose creatures from their tombs, like basically. Like the people that were dead, they got risen from this shit. Mm. Oh, what if the um that sacrifice turned into a golem? Oh shit! So I mean, he's like he's like vengeful, and like so you have to either take her, him out or take out the um Lamont. Dude, I just had a thought. Mm. Okay, if if this blood plague magic whatever, okay, remember Stephen said, and then we got a question around around this whole topic too, which is the the spark, the the soul as a conduit. I, I still think the soul as a conduit is a really big thing. But if the soul is a conduit and the souls on Vera had that, even when they perish, then that makes me also wonder, like, what 
there's I have nothing to go on here, but one might wonder, well, if the soul's a conduit, can you utilize the corpses? Is there still like this conduit that exists in the physical form that somehow is part of why they could even get brought up out of the ground in the first place? Yeah. Huh. So much to learn, man. And we are not going to get those answers before the game launches. That was another yeah. thing I put as well about the um, how your soul can be more like attuned to um, yeah. shape in yep. different ways. Yes, so it's like so. It's, it's actually mechanical things to involving your soul, not just, right, not metaphor, like metaphorical things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think was, that's mm-hmm. like, like hidden mechanics that yep. you can't actually see, but it's yep. happening in the background until it like reaches that tipping point. God, dude, it's, it's a trip, isn't it? Makes you wonder so many different things. So. So, um, yeah, I mean, we could, we could hit so many different points right now around all of this, but there was also when they talked about the story arcs are not procedurally generated, they are, they enter the world dynamically depending on the world and its state that the players have created. So when we go back to this point about the event started, I forget which dev it was. It was one of the guys, he said, um, this canonizing of each server from one to the next having a different canon story so you can redo some of these quests in some capacity for some reason right but he said the first time that you do them it sounds like that first choice is what counts so it's that is interesting so it makes you really wonder just how different each server can be from the next and i mean it's going to be changed fundamentally forever from a narrative standpoint right so that's pretty big, man. And I wish we could have gotten a little more information about that, but I understand why they probably don't want to share too much about that either. Yeah. Super interesting. Any other big points on on uh, on the... Because, friends, we're not getting through all of this today, but right. any other big takeaways about the live stream specifically that you maybe thought to chat about, talk about, wanted to talk about today? Um, or, like, for me, it was like, around this flesh golem that they were talking about i was just thinking about like the uniqueness of that mimic and maybe you can avoid a flesh golem outside but once you get in there like similar i mean they've done such great work animation wise about like having zombies like crawl out of the ground and stuff i'm just imagining like all these different body parts and bones and blood everywhere. And all of a sudden this thing just forms in front of your eyes and you have to fight it. You can't avoid it at that point. That's kind of what, honestly, what I was thinking, like, you know, if, if like, if they continue on the path they're going on in terms of like how they're handling animations, I can just see them just doing something totally unique with that. I just want to say uh, mm-hmm. one last thing about this before I, sure. I go back to just neutral mode, right? Cool. Before I go back to neutral. Okay. <laughs> you guys are all against this whole corruption <laughs> thing, right? However, they've said that the fact this like corruption will make certain uh, resources more powerful and more yeah. resilient and, and rarer of the resource. So if you're telling me that you're against corruption, I don't want to see you using any of these corruption corruption wood, corruption metals, oh, or anything like that. Right. 
what was it called? Blossom, corrupt blossom, corruption blossom, or whatever. I was like, oh my spirit god, blossom. Spirit. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. corrupted yeah. spirit blossom. Corrupt yeah. spirit blossom. That was that. I was like, so that's like what a plant. Yep. So if you're against Fuck. corruption, I don't want to see you using any of uh, our uniquely corrupted. R- <laughs> but if you if, want to yeah, join I love the path, how it's an F. You are. Yeah. If you want to join the path on these rare resources that will boost your power, then join the side. Join the side of power. God. He's like, look at it. He's like, he's like, if you do this, just know that this means this. And I'm like, no, I refuse the, to to accept your narrative. I can utilize those resources, right, to help rid the world of the corruption in a way. Um, wait, that sounds a little like I could be going dark stuff, but that's not what that means. Okay. Yeah, Embrace the dark. Corruption marketing, Arthas. But also, you know, what changes in the world was something Arthas brought up in chat and said, new pathways, right? This is coming directly from our uh, bullet points from the developer outline here over the Carfin preview. Uh, one of the bullet points was that new pathways, new enemies, and NPCs become available with each new story arc. So, right, if the story arcs, as they say, are intended to represent change in the story that Vera is telling. It's not done just by changing dialogue, but also changing the environment to display the consequences of previous choices that were made. Right? Okay. Remember how we talked last month, too, about, like, how could the, the, the tower get impacted by the nodes around it? The other bullet point here was the Carfin story would normally require nodes to be built up in the general area. So... This is telling me that Carfin, specifically as a POI with its own narrative devices, are is and will be capable of making changes to the world. And, and based on what the developer stated, it sounds like if that canonizes to a degree each server's narrative, then some of those are permanent, mm. is what I'm hearing. Which I don't know. To me, that that says something pretty big about how diverse each server's narrative will actually be. Different. This alternate reality perspective I always go back to of server to server sounds very, very much a reality here, uh, based yeah, on what I'm it hearing. It sounds so complicated, though, doesn't it? Like just trying to wrap your head around how the yeah. whole like, questing system works and like the narrative and stuff. It just it might like um. It takes me so long just to try and work my head around how this, this system could work. Like, like I get it, and it isn't a reinventing of the wheel in a lot of ways, right? Because, but, but what that does mean is, is that the people developing the story are putting a fucking ton of work in that will only be realized on some servers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of extra work because it means if it's, if your initial choices in story permanently have an impact on the world, that means that some of that work will not be experienced on some servers, only on others, right? And it also means that you're having to put so much work into how this narrative plot line is going to develop over time and what's going to be accessible based on choices. So, yeah. It's a lot of work. If A then and B, you know, you choose A or B and A and B have a potential to go down this track and you got like, you know, you know, C and D and then E and F based on which track. I mean, I get it from like a structural point, but that's still like so much work. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, I like I'm just a gamer. I'm a, I'm a nerd. Like I, I just play games. I 
Yeah. And like, so I understand that like game mechanic wise, but when it comes to like story and narrative, yeah, like trying to like, like I'm not a professional in that in that sense. So I'm just like, how does that work? And these guys must be off the cuff. Like these guys must be absolutely insane to be able to work this out. Like it's, a, it's like a whole goddamn maze. Yeah. Of narrative um uh quest lines that come mm-hmm. together. It's like these guys are playing like I'm playing chess. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, having like having written a story now myself, like a, a full novel's worth, mm-hmm. like that's a lot of work to go back and to then take that information and go, okay. But if my hero character made a different choice in chapter eight, right? When he or he or she, you know, actually interacts with this, like you know, other supporting character who, you know, works for like the bad guy, then a circumstance could change to where now the enemy makes this decision. So it's like, you know, it's literally that alternate reality perspective, right? Knowing that one choice can impact the change to make this person or that person that's a part of the story do something different that goes on at a certain point when you interact based on, you know, the different, uh, options that are available then you got another set of so you're now developing multiple stories right yeah that veer off at certain points and that's crazy it's a lot of work i see how you could do it but yeah. fuck man <laughs> it's so much work mm-hmm. oh man it makes you wonder too about some of those like alpha quests and things that you know where it's like well these aren't going to be the main ones it's like yeah but i could see some of these being like possible realities for side quests or something that because that even means that potentially side quests could have their own altered versions of that you can only see on one server like i mean would would that be easier or harder for you like would instead of making like 10 books if you made like one starter book and brushed into two and brushed into two again would would you rather do no because then you've got like different dialogue and things like you gotta think like this isn't just what happens it's also like main character supporting character whatever anybody any of those players that are a part of this story now potentially also have different dialogue different choices they make uh you know things change on how they could visually look right how the environment could change i mean this is obviously going to tie into not just story i.e um how the character potentially change but node how the world could change um as a result of player behavior so it's a lot dude it is oh my god it's a lot and it's not something i think i really had contemplated in regard to their story until now hearing that this is the way that things can go pretty pretty in-depth man but yeah, I yeah. do think that the nodes aspect and story as well as world diversity is is this is Ash's big thing, man. Mm-hmm. See, that's a good point too that Ipez is talking about there. If you can mm-hmm. rebuild story arcs, there's a possibility to be meta stories copying from other servers. Exactly. And the meta story is the actual story of Ashes, right? Because one server isn't in my opinion, based on what I'm hearing so far, one server is not going to be capable of unlocking all the story in itself. You will need the combined you know, narrative. This is something we talked about before. In the earliest days of this podcast, we even talked about 
having people on from different servers down the road who could help us to talk about these altered realities. Like, for example, let's say the game's been out a year and we all know that the meta story for the base game is, you know, possibilities of A, B, C, D, E, F, whatever. Then knowing that a DLC or an expansion comes out, right? You can literally go and be like, yo, let's talk about what happened. My experience was these were the decisions that we made. We saw these decisions made on our server. What were your decisions? What were your experiences, right? Collaboratively then as, as community members, we can talk about the greater meta story or narrative that we all have a, have a shared stake in. And the beauty of the, the storytelling is that as the game develops further and further into the future, right? We all come, you know, uh, in a, in a combined way are going to help to bring this story together. And that's going to be so cool too, both from the scribe perspective, individual and the servers and the people that, have like the, the scribe archetype themselves as players who are sort of like, you know, sharing in on these different aspects of the storytelling. So just, it's beautiful, man. And it's super exciting to see, honestly. Okay. This, that does bring up a question like, sure. do you want to be world first or do you not want to be world first? Because you're not world first. What does right? world first mean? Yeah, exactly. That was kind of my question. Is there like, even a such thing then? You won't be able to do anything like that because, I mean, yeah, you might be the first server to ever reach like some event, right? Or but how do you kills. track that? Yeah, how do you track that when it's literally like a spider diagram of different yeah. ways you can go, right? In terms yeah. of paths, if you slow, if you try and not go as fast as you can and right. see what someone else gets there first, like, oh wait, we don't want to go that way. We got to complete turn back. It's going to right. take longer if we want to come back. We want we want the other thing. We don't want that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, big streamers are going to like be, be gun rushing for like the the easiest, quickest like yeah. event. Like the quickest, easiest event might not be the best event. Yeah, like the, or they the, and they're the, not going to even know that because again, no, if you look at like not. other MMOs, right? Generally, the path. Well, I would say primarily the path is linear, right? this is not a linear path at all. Um, and I think that that, that fact actually makes it much more compelling to players. And I, I know that's a sense. It's like, it's literally like an MMO that's a choose your own adventure. Yeah. To a degree. And also like, you're not going to know, like initially you're right. You will have no idea, right? You won't, we won't know the full meta as such as it is until well after all of the possibilities have been unlocked and people have seen like there are no more possibilities right so that you know from a lore perspective really makes some things pretty damn interesting if you ask me right because it's not as easy as like oh uh we were doing the ptr and like or we did testing or whatever and this happened so now we know mm, you aren't really oh not for a while you have to that, wait. Yeah. That brings another question. The, the story arcs that we have in the Alpha 2, yeah. are they going to be different to the actual release? Majority of them probably will be. There will be a lot of so, placeholder so ones. Even, even if we know what Alpha 2 is, it's not going to be what um, the releases. Yeah, predominantly no. There might be, I would say, some surface level things that maybe will be yeah. there. But like... I'm, 
So here's here's the way I'm thinking they're probably going to do this, right? I'm thinking, and this again goes to show you just like how much work they're probably putting into this. So they're developing stories that will have different branches so that we can play them so they can test how those different bra- branches will play out, which means there's very likely going to be the actual canon story that is going to get plugged in there where you might see a different person, a different place, but the branching will work similarly just to probably test our choices and the world evolution. So just think about that for a minute. Holy fuck, man. Goddamn wonder it's going to be a minute to Alpha 2, man. That's a layer. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Alpha 2 is going to run a similar route to Alpha 1 in the sense that it's going to be like a contained area of the map um, that may or may not translate to the broader game. Cause I do mm-hmm. feel like they're keeping that pretty close to the chest. And, and also mm. just because you follow the same path in one aspect, like as a server, as another server, he, you know, he keep or Steven keeps talking about this idea of predicates, certain conditions need to apply. And those conditions depending on how you accomplish them, there might be a certain order. There might be a level of success. There might be like, there's so many different factors you can put into play. Mm -hmm. And also knowing how modular everything is in their design, like literally that's a theme in every possible thing that they've talked about. The character creator, the costuming system, you know, you name it. Right. I feel like, if they're designing their own story arc system, and this is, gosh, this is back when I remember talking with the team about the story arcs system Yeah, at some level. PAX East or something? No, it was was PAX West, God, years ago. Yeah, it was like a long time ago. They were talking about like how they were designing these base systems and one of them was story arc. I remember them talking about it a bit too. And just makes me think like speculation-wise, that even in those scenarios where they have all these things, all these things built out, they might say, you know what? I'm a GM. I can throw something in here mm-hmm. that players won't then expect to, because they're talking about having like a GM staff that can. Oh, they're going to be active GMs. Them. Yeah. Active GMs. Thank God. But just imagine, right? Okay. Well, Hey, servers going this way and it's kind of not what we expect. Okay. Let's design something quick and drop it into the, into the path. So it either mm-hmm. like blocks them or opens up something else. I mean, not necessarily like major areas and essentially, but it might be certain outcomes, right? Or maybe a new NPC with a new set of quests. You never know, right? That's how I feel like over time, they're going to look at delivering content um, more dynamically. At least my speculation based on everything that they've said is really trying to make each server have their unique most unique story is that way i just feel like it is it is going to be very it's just going to be very different from i think what we've experienced and it's almost like the way they're designing this and you talked about it a little a bit before um sim was they're mm-hmm. designing this like a campaign like a D yes. campaign you're like yeah. playing with your friends but your gm is like you know the the server admin or something like that yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I I completely agree with you. Like, 
and even um, with the when they might like just chuck something in yeah. it's not going the way that they expected. They like Stephen's already said as a troll, like he would jump into like an NPC and take control over it because yeah, it's, like like a dungeon boss or something. Like so, you might know the mechanics now, but just because now Stephen's in it, you don't know what's going to be doing. Like that's that's right. the type of person Stephen is. Like he's a bit, of, he it likes to do a bit of trolling. Um, so I completely agree with you there. Like where they could add things spontaneously to the game if need be because everything's modular so it's not wouldn't be too hard to add if it's a modular thing they can just add another module to it and then mm-hmm. add that to the game um dude it's insane dude and it, i've got the visuals the assets rolling now um we've we've got the upcoming q a on friday right so we're going to get some answers to our questions um it's going to be pretty in, it's going to be pretty intense man um i would probably say between now and our next developer live stream that we'll see at the end of the month which should be on the 28th of april um oh my god okay so got it so we've got what another one two three of our streams here before we get to the dev stream and then our april 30th follow-up to that which actually means the next three sundays we're going to be piggybacking off of some of the other discussion points that are in again our development update march 31st outline that you can find over on ashes hq under go over to the uh, hq tab on the top right click it or hover go down to articles there you go um we we knew a lot of this stuff about the um corruption and the blood magic but I'm hoping we'll get some clarification around blood magic now that might give us some answers that we want to know. Um, also the gin, can we talk about the gin real quick before we end up wrapping up today? Yeah. And then we got Q and a stuff we can hit on and trickle in uh, from this dev stream though, over the rest of the month, we're going to be doing again, some, I'm going to, I'm going to plan these live streams that we do our podcast here. We're going to break them up into chapters that again, build up toward whatever they are now telling us the next developer stream will showcase, which is, uh, I believe mage next, right. Or mage then, uh, Cyclops, yeah, I think is the mage. game plan. So just know we're going to be talking about archetype stuff. So we'll also be getting some Q and a stuff this Friday coming up that we'll be taking, getting our answers from that. We'll break that down. So we're going to have some, themes and planned story discussion points once more but let's talk about the gin they actually showed us if you're looking you see the gin behind daedalus the the naked dude uh with the the faded skin and the glowing light bringer eyes which looks really cool dude he just doesn't have sorry loincloth no uh crotchal cloth whatever you want to call it can we talk about these these the gin influenced valoon they are looking sick dude yeah I agree. They do not look like the the Kalar whatsoever, man. Very, very Middle Eastern vibe. Definitely digging the style. Um, I'm curious why there's a Jin oriented version of that guy. Like, is that what the Jin are going to look like, or is that something to do with how the Veiloon appearances could potentially be? Like, what are you thinking about that? Honestly, I feel like it's going to be an option you can create in the character creator. Thinking that too. Like the ones that and have they more, talk about yeah, like and like influence. even when we were talking about um we were talking about like the Renkai at some point, right? They there's so many different shades of skin. I just kind of feel like they're just gonna go that route, honestly. Um and the, yeah, I def, definitely art this. So like I saw the glowing eyes, I'm like, oh hell yeah. 
yeah this this is like definitely going the route of so much flexibility um so yeah i i think this is going to be this isn't like an npc only thing i think this is going to be um, something you can create and like especially like around the eyes the tattoos and all of that it just yeah i just i'd love their tattoo system mm-hmm. as well like how that you can like shrink and enlarge and just put it like literally anywhere dude the gen eyes though man look at this right here this is it this this is the stuff that sims dreams are made of if you want to know the 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 glowing sort of like flowing light like essence almost thing that comes out of the eyes like that oh i love that shit man oh i love it and it's all golden lightbringer-esque i'm like bro if they're the ones that can do this it might be going valoon homies i don't know for my pally yeah Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, I know you said that, um, Dennis was talking about it being like part of the character creator. I'm hoping it's more like a if you follow your ancestral path, at, like like Ooh. the actual Valoon path, it might unlock as a as a um like a skin, like as a good character. Like you know how you can get like Ooh. tattoos and stuff. Yeah. Same thing with the um the the orc, the um the one with the big eyes. Um, the the stargazers, the um uh, oh the vac vac yeah the vac yeah like the, the the stargazing eyes. I feel like that would be also another cosmetic, not cosmetic, but like a, a visual appearance. Yeah, yeah, visual appearance that you could achieve from being a good stargazer or something. Mm. So I'm hoping it's like some sort of achievement based, like oh yeah, dude. Because like if like it's got the glowing eyes, right? So I'm I'm hoping like if you're like really in tune with magic, or if you're really uh, in tune with the ancestral path of the Valoon. It's like you, you sort of awaken something within your character and then you get this this form as such. This would be like I've reached the peak of the Valoon uh, ancestral path. Oh, that's what he looked he looked like the he, to me that looks like the true Valoon, right? That, right. That, that looks like the true Valoon. I I agree because that that's I mean if that's the Jin influence appearance then, but oh my god, doesn't it make you wonder like what the other races potential influences could be? Like if the Valoon are influenced by the Jin. Like I love that that's like a potential like genetic influence mm. too. Mm. It's just so cool. Also, my god, the weapons like the bow, the staff, the like pole arm that we saw. We got to see some more weapons that dropped from like Carfin. I'm like, God bless that place. The fucking loot is so tasty in there. I just mm-hmm. want it. Mm. I knew I knew I knew it. <laughs> Y'all man, I was like playing uh what was I playing this past week? Uh I was playing something, dude. I was looting everything. Uh even that one game, it was the Tainted Grell, the Fall of Avalon. I I played that last week. Pretty interesting game. It's in early access, not not too bad. Definitely is a grittier dark fantasy, playing off the Arthurian legend stuff. It looks like they might have fixed the bug I encountered, so I might try to jump back in there. But I'm just ecstatic because I've got so many games to play right now. I also think I found a good community game that I'm going to actually jump in after this. And if people think it looks cool, yes, it's going to be sponsored. But the best part is, is that it's a free to play game. And that, that looked fun. I did the tutorial today. So there's so many games to play. It's looking like there's more good game options. I'm a little bummed that dark and darker got taken off. Isn't it off of steam? I was looking forward to trying that yeah. out for a community day, but it looks like it's not available now. So that's um, dealing with some stuff at the moment. 
But I'm just saying the reason I'm bringing up this stuff is uh, I've, I've had more time to like tinker with games. So I'm trying to get a few more options for us for our community days on Friday, which are going to start resuming um, as of this Friday, I think. Um, so stay tuned um, on that. Um, but yeah, motherfucking riding dragons and shit, homies. I mean, that's it's a good time. I'm, I'm pretty happy that I'm getting to play games again. It's it's a nice vibe, although Sim's about to be working real hard again because I got to edit my motherfucking manuscript and get that to my readers. But you know, you know what, though? I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself to, like, get it done by a certain time. And, like, I kind of decided this past week, like, stop. I can't I can't do that. Like, if I want to make sure these characters are really rich and you connect with them. I can't, I can't rush it. So I'm just going to say, I've got an announcement around that. I'm going to, I'm going to stay tuned for the post show. If you want to hear about it, uh, we are going to be picking up next Sunday to piggyback off of the Q and a, which will be this Friday on their live stream. The, the round tables could be myself, Chibi and rich, Richie, um, that are going to be there from the community. We're bringing 10 questions each, whether we'll get through all 10, I don't know, but we're guaranteed the first five. Um, but we got 10. So if we, we, you know, Steven gives us a little bit of like, you know, love, then we'll actually hopefully be able to bring some really great discussions to piggyback on this next several weeks. But for now, we're going to end it there. It was a damn good live stream. I was happy with it. Am I a little bummed that probably we're not going to be in Alpha 2 till sometime next year? Sure. But I want a game that I can play for the long haul that's not going to be rushed. Is it going to have a busted-ass foundation? And I'm willing to wait the realistic amount of time so that we get that. And sorry, y'all, if you think five years is when you're supposed to get that with an MMORPG, you're living in a fantasy world. Or a dream world. <laughs> but but I understand that you can get on that dream anytime you want, and they are guaranteeing that it's the best game you'll ever play, the last MMO for you. So if that's what you're looking for is unrealistic uh entitled expectations, I think that they're willing to feed that ego narrative for you. So feel free to go check them out. Not a sponsored stream, but uh yeah, I endorse that, man. Fuck out of here, that's for sure. All right, friends, we're gonna round this one down. It's a good time, gentlemen. It's always a good time to chat with you too. Homies, stick around for the post show. But love that y'all could make it today. Thank you for being here. And gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains real quick where people can find you when you're not on this podcast, Daedalus? All right, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Ashen Herald. Armored Cell. And you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash armored cell. Homies, much love to all of y'all. I, I appreciate everybody who was there to watch with the, uh, the dev watch party with us. Love all of y'all who are here every every damn week like clockwork, right? Thank you so much for the love, for being here to share in this journey with us. Remember that that is what being an Ashes Pathfinder member is, right? You don't have to be on the podcast here. You're just another one of us, one of the fellow community members here who's, who's following this long in the journey, waiting for the game. And we're hopefully going to have many of us playing the game together in the future. So much love to all of you to Intrepid Studios. And until next week, live your best lives, friends. Walk in the light and you have yourself a damn good night. We'll see you again real soon, okay? Bye for now, everybody. Take care, everybody. Adios.